Hey, bitches. Welcome back to Standard Definition, where we talk about the now, the before, and the later, all presented in Standard Definition. And I'm back. I'm back. And we're going to keep riding on this motherfucking high of wanting to record and talk our shit. (laughs) Let's get into it. Welcome to Standard Definition Untucked, bitches. This is your backstage all-access pass to the last five to six months worth of fucking information that I, DeAndre, your trusty, trusty host, has failed to bring onto these podcasting streets. The last five to six months of information will consist of the best and worst fits, fads, fashions, TMZ-worthy moments, TV moments, shade room-worthy moments, the political corner, everything, everything, and anything in between the past that I did not get to bring to you guys. So without further ado, let's just hop right the fuck on into it. I have my handy dandy blunt here and we're just going to get right into it. So we're just going to start. Let's start from December. December 27th is the last episode that we uploaded. So the first thing that I want to talk about since December is Drag Race. We literally haven't been recording through a whole season of Drag Race and all-stars not a whole season of all-stars but all-stars is airing currently so had i kept riding on this you know not wanting to record wave we would have probably went through all-stars and we went through plenty plenty international franchises through this hiatus so we're gonna talk about drag race season 15 not in depth but a great 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 speedy speedy review my thoughts my takeaways my opinions and then we're just going to go down a list of international franchises that franchises that we've missed in the process so drag race 15 um if i'm not mistaken i want to say that we kind of got the teaser to drag race 15 in like december november uh the promo was really really good it was a callback to season one start your engines motocross all of that but you know it was airing on mtv 16 queens we thought that we were revving up for a good season and in its entirety out of 10 stars i'll give it a nice seven like it was a great season all drake seasons are good seasons but from a connoisseur standpoint you have to give me those extra, extra little bit of nuggets because I'm always going to like Drag Race, but you have to make it extra for me to love a season of Drag Race. So let's just go down every eliminated queen and I'll give you my thoughts and everything. So first out is Irene Dubois. Uh, didn't think that she deserved to go home first. Granted, her talent show wasn't funny. She taught everybody how to make a cup of ice water. I feel like she's super, super talented and she could have came up with something other than that. But that's what she did. But um, she showed us in hindsight that she shouldn't have went home first because literally her runway package was fucking amazing. And I'm sure she would have slayed after the first episode. So, yeah, um, Irene Dubois, first out. Second out, we have Princess Poppy. Uh, I like Princess Poppy. I like Princess Poppy's humor. She has, she kind of has, she kind of has like this stale, like 
referential humor that is kind of like a niche. Like, you kind of have to really be in, like, pop culture TV or just be a fucking funny-ass bitch to really get her. Don't think that she should have went home second. Um, She did really, really good first week, second week. She didn't really do that well, but I didn't think she would do bad enough to go home against someone who was, you know, who went out the first week on the bottom, too, literally. But yeah, that's literally neither here nor there. Third out, we have our beloved Sugar. Yes, we have Sugar third out. Um, honestly, I knew that one of the twins would have went went a little bit earlier than the other one. I didn't expect them to stay, and I didn't expect them to get really, really far, just because of the, the storyline that they are social media queens. Social media queens are hit or miss, and the way that their personalities were being portrayed on television, I can tell that they weren't going to have like a winning storyline, but they would have like a successful storyline. Whatever, cool. Sugar went home third. Don't think she should have went home over the likes of Aura, over the likes of um, Jax. Don't think she should have went home, but that's neither here nor there. Fourth out, we have Amethyst. Um, Amethyst grew on me because I did think that she should have went home first. But then after like the second week and like seeing her like tenacity and just her willingness to push through being the bottom queen it made me grow on her her um her tan mom was pretty good i liked her tan mom and i loved her lady gaga runway and i just i also like her humor too she has a very very princess poppy humor like like she's very very dry stale but very very humorous so yeah next on the docket we have robin fierce um it's i always have this particular conversation or opinion about Robin Fierce and queens like Robin Fierce. Not queens like Robin Fierce based on what Robin Fierce gives, but queens like Robin Fierce based on how the show edits them. Because we really didn't get to see who Robin Fierce was, partially because of the shortening of the episodes from 90 to 60, but also because they just didn't give us any storyline besides her being from Connecticut, barely, and her and Amethyst, which was really wasn't even a thing like her and Amethyst fucking wasn't in a fucking loving, fucking deep in love relationship. It was a fling and it just didn't work out. And they really made that her fucking storyline. So by the time she was fucking eliminated, we only knew that she was a stunning, stunningly fucking Cordova queen and that she had a fling with Amethyst. But also her lip sync, I don't think she should have went home because I think that at, at, at that point in the competition, um, Robin and Jax, who was her opponent in the lip sync the night that she got eliminated, they were about neck and neck in the con- competition with the exception of the first week where Jax kind of excelled more in the talent show because she fucking played jump rope with her hair to attitude. Like, come on. Like, no one was going to fucking top that. So, yeah, Robin shouldn't have went home, but... Maybe she should have. Maybe she just didn't give them anything to work with in the editing room, which is kind of like, we're drag queens. We're going to give you something to work with. So that y'all just didn't want to put her in. They probably just found her boring or whatever. But it's a hit or miss with her. More so hit because I feel like she gave us more reasons to want to see her more than more reasons for her to want to be off of our screens, if y'all get what I'm trying to say. So yeah, the next queen after... The next queen after um the next queen after Robin is Aura Mayuri. One second. Oh yeah, next queen we have Aura Mayuri. I feel like Aura should have went home a long time ago. Then when she went home, she went home like fifth week. I feel like she should have went home like fucking second. 
if we're going to be completely... The challenge when they gave to her deserved to go to Sasha or someone else, not Aura. They gave Aura a win because they knew that the fandom was just tired of the mistreatment by and for and arounding, not arounding. I hate when I get on here and do mumbo jumbo. I feel like I said that in a past episode, but I do. I get on here and I start mixing up worries and stuff like that. But basically the fandom was just tired of the treatment surrounding our Asian like Pacific Islander queens, like our Asian queens, we were tired of the mistreatment. So I feel like they gave her that win so we could shut up. But it just was abundantly clear that they gave her that win so we could shut up. So it just felt like, it just felt like, ugh. Like, if you look at all the winnings, there are only like three, there are only four queens who won a challenge in this competition and then there's aura but all those queens with the exception of mistress won more than one challenge so it's just like mistress sasha lux lucy aura anitra mistress sasha lux lucy anitra aura and like all those other queens with the exception of mistress they kind of like went back and forth for the win so it just it, it really really looked weird it really looked weird i was just not a fan of i was just not a fan of or excuse me i just hit my door because i'm recording in a closet because i just want to you know i'm not using a microphone so i want to have the best audio for you guys definitely unfortunately okay we're gonna speed this up the next three in order we have jack spice in malaysia jack's um, it's it's kind of ironic. She got the Jasmine Kennedy treatment of being the lip sync assassin that goes home on the lip sync Lala Perusa. Uh, do I think she should have went home? I mean, I kind of was tired of her lip sync by that point. Kind of like, I mean, I would never be tired of Jasmine Kennedy's lip sync, but I can see why people were tired of Jasmine Kennedy's lip sync by the time she got to the lip sync Lala Perusa. But unlike Jax, she kind of mixed it up. Jax didn't have anything to mix it up. So she just didn't do much. She just lip synced down. She didn't do any tricks because she showed us all of her tricks. Now, I feel like had she showed us all of her tricks, that would have gave her more of a reason to go home and stuff like that. But they didn't do that to Anisha. Anisha fucking duck walked all fucking season and literally no one batted a fucking eye. But I'm pretty sure if Jax would have started back flipping, front flipping on her titties, fucking sliding on her knees into a fucking somersault, like, bitches would have had something to say because she's shown us that before. But at the end of the day, it's your best, best self. So show your best, best self. Whatever. Next, we have Spice, whose ass was saved at the Lala Perusa by way of Anitra because if Anitra didn't save Spice at the final three lip sync, Spice would have definitely went home because, yeah. Uh, but no, 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 no. I feel like Spice could have won the lip sync against Lucy. Definitely. Spice could have definitely won that lip sync against Lucy in the Lala Perusa. But, um, yeah, it just didn't happen that way. They was not giving Spice no lip sync win that season. I'm sorry. Unless it was against her motherfucking sister, which is the same bitch, technically. It's just the best of both worlds. Like, literally. Next up, we have Malaysia. Um, I feel like Malaysia had reached that point in the competition where if you weren't going to win, you were just going to go home. But unlike our next eliminated queen, she was on the fucking top. So she had more of a fucking reason to stay more than our next eliminated fucking queen. Uh, no, not our next eliminated queen. I'll get to that bitch. But our ne- actual next eliminated queen is Marsha, 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 who um also kind of like our next eliminated queen in Malaysia. 
just, you know, if you weren't getting wins at a certain point, bitch, we not doing the safe, 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 every fucking week. Bitch, you gotta go on your first bad week. So, on Marsha's first bad week is when she went because she just wasn't, she wasn't doing great in a competition. Like, she was doing okay. Now, on to her fucking next, next fucking victim, Selena S. Titties. Like, I do not fucking know, like... She does not have that big of a personality to the point where they had to drag her face through the fucking mud all season in the sense that she was just there. Oh my fucking God. No hate to Selena because like I love her personality, but I feel like her personality, I don't feel like her personality was enough to stay over the likes of Malaysia, Marsha. Like you stayed over Malaysia and Marsha when these girls have been in the top. Like you granted, you've had your top moments, but not more than Malaysia or Marsha. And I just feel like they was like, oh, she's funny. She's loud. So let's keep her more than a bitch, more than these bitches. Like, and it pissed me off because I wanted to see Malaysia and Marsha go really, really like farther than what they went. But yeah, Selena went home. Then after Selena, we have Lucy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at Lucy's placement. She had to kind of go. And if we were going to replace her with anybody in the top four, I would have just replaced her with like Lux, probably. Or Nitra. Lux or Nitra, I would have replaced her with. But, you know, her going home at the time she won, she won. She had her hot, her hot moments in Untucked and in the competition. She did what she needed to do. Very, very, very Alexis Michelle about it. Very Alexis Michelle about it. Yes. So she did what she needed to do. And our top four, Lucy, uh, Lucy, no. Our top four is Lux, Sasha, Anitra, and Mistress. Lux and Mistress gets cut at the finale, leaving Sasha and Anitra as our final two lip syncing to Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart. Uh, Anitra, uh, not Anitra. Anitra kind of did her same thing and Sasha gave drama. Mother won down. Miss Congeniality was Malaysia. I thought Miss Congeniality should have been Spice, but um, I'm not mad at Miss Congeniality being Malaysia. We love Malaysia. We really love Malaysia. So with that being said, that is Drag Race 15 in review. So now we're going to have a moment for our missed franchises on our international side we have drag race belgique which is belgium we have drag race Svadia, which is sweden i believe we had another season of drag race italia definitely we did and um yeah i think that's it. i think we just had those three in the past five months definitely so yeah um the winners of those three drag queen drag queen won uh, Drag Race Belgique, uh, Admira Thunderpussy won Drag Race Fadia, and who won? I think La Diamond won, I think La Diamond won, um, Drag Race Italia, I'm not sure, I really didn't watch, though, I really didn't, I didn't watch Italy, I skimmed through Sweden and, um, Belgium. Because here's the thing about me. I'm obsessed with Drag Race. I'm obsessed with the way they edit it. I'm obsessed with the music they use for the show. I'm obsessed with... It's it's simple as, like, the original OG Drag Race Chirons. Like, their title cards. Like, you know, the the, 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 um, the motocross... Like, the... like. When the, like when they're in a the professional, their name, city, state, all that. I'm even like obsessed with that. So when I when I see a spinoff of Drag Race 
where they don't use the original Chirons and stuff. It really bothers, like, little things like that will bother me and stuff. That's why I didn't really watch uh, Italia because it just, like, it's very, it's giving knockoff. If other seasons can do it, like, Slavia, Belgium, um, Canada. Canada doesn't really count. That's, like, too American. Canadian American. It's, like, whatever. It's too English. But, yeah, y'all get what I'm saying. So, yeah. That is Drag Race in its review. Moving right along. Staying in the TV realm. I, excuse me. Excuse me. It's, 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 it's time. It's time. So, let's also have a moment of silence for our blunt being lit. So, yeah, staying in the realm of TV, television, I just want to talk about the phenomenon that is Dance Moms. And honestly, in relation to that, I just want to talk about the phenomenons that are television shows that will always resurrect themselves. By Y'all know the television shows on reality TV, TV period, that will always resurrect themselves. But the, the, the leading, the leading topic, the leading, the leading topic is Dance Moms. Yes. <laughs> So I discovered Dance Moms around the time I discovered Orange. I discovered Dance Moms and Orange is the New Black at the same time. And Orange is the New Black has no relation to what I want to talk to. I just started watching those two at the same time. Um, 2014, 15, I believe. I want to say 2014, 15. I don't want to be too, 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 too. Like, I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. Um, I wasn't one of the OG Dance Mom girls. Like, I wasn't watching it on TV season one and season two. If I would have watched Lifetime in general or paid attention to that channel, I'm pretty sure I would have watched it when it first aired, like, season one. Because I've always, I've always liked dance and, like, you know, theater and stuff like that. So, I'm pretty sure I would have watched it. But I just... Lifetime was never a channel on my radar. We liked Oxygen logo in our cartoons. If it wasn't Bad Girls Club or Drag Race or Top Model reruns, which came on Oxygen as well, um, we were watching like TV, like like cartoons, like shit that children should be watching, shall I say. Yes, we were definitely doing that. So, Dance Moms, the one show that comes to mind... Not one show, but one of the shows that comes to mind when I think of shows that are just always want to resurrect themselves. And the reason being is because the centerfold hosts, not what the show is directed around, but the pinnacle of Dance Moms herself, Miss Abby Lee Miller. She is the epitome of problematic and she will always say something, do something, look away to keep her in the tabloids and the blogs. And, and, and she will always do those things to keep... um. The Dance Mom fandom alive and awake. I will say that. So, she hasn't done anything more recently, like, to be more offensive, besides the fact of her trying to reboot Dance Moms for season nine. Like, be real. And now we have Brian Stinson, the original producer of Dance Moms, trying to also cast Dance Moms, not with Abby, though, but, like, new teacher, new studio, new girls. So, we have this going on. But... You know when you watch something over and over again, you're always going to discover something new. And that's what's going on with Dance Moms. Like, when we watch it, we just either discover new more... We, we discover more funny bits, more of the girls come forward with more secrets and stuff and behind the scenes. Or we discover more problematic and toxic bits that should be brought to, you know, light for people to see. 
like those girls really were mistreated. Um, granted, they had a lot of things like they were. I wouldn't say that they were living in the lap of luxury, but they definitely were privileged children. But that doesn't take away from what they went through and stuff like that. So TV shows that are like that are like America's Next Top Model. Like America's Next Top Model will dig itself out of its grave every so fucking like like around the calendar year. America's Next Top Model will be dead and then something or somebody will dig it back up. Thank to G, um Jay Manuel and Oliver Twist primarily primarily I'll give kudos to those two because through the pandemic the initial 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 lockdown and pandemic they've really really kept top model alive so it hasn't resurrected itself it's been resurrected it hasn't died people have still been like riding like top model either binging it or looking up the interviews from the girls or just reddit fucking secrets people are so so still invested in top model and it's just like, it doesn't need to resurrect itself all the time. Bitch, Top Model came on in 2003. It is 2023. That's 20 fucking years. And it went off air when I was in like 10th or 11th fucking grade, which was like 2015, 2016, 2017. So like, do the fucking math. It's a phenomenon, whether it's problematic or not. And I love that more and more of the girls over time are just coming out and they're all saying the same things. Like, Tyra was corny as shit to the girls. Production was corny. And after the show, they were probably worse than before they got on the fucking show. Like, seriously. So, yeah. America's Next Top Model. Dance Moms. I can't say Bad Girls Club because Natalie is kind of like keeping Bad Girls Club alive with the baddies brand. But this definitely leads me into my next topic. (laughs) Still staying in the realm of TV in a category I like to call ratchet reality. Zeus versus now that's TV versus cable versus others. Yes. So starting to fuck off since like the the culture behind ratchet TV on cable has died out. And I really want to say that Bad Girls Club kind of put the coffin in it because Bad Girls Club was on, like, the only television show that was given, like, real, real raw rumbles, like, that I can think of for a long time. And a long time after a lot of those other shows stopped and started becoming friendly. I think Bad Girls Club was kind of like the last show to let the girls actually really fight. So we were missing it after 17, season 17. We really, really were. But we are now in this new phenomenon of, like, severely ratchet reality TV. Like, customed and accustomed for Blacks. For Blacks, by Blacks. Not against Blacks. But sometimes against Blacks. Let me dig in. So, Zeus Network. We're going to start with Zeus Network. Zeus Network, colloquially known as Zeus, is a subscription-based video streaming service. And it launched July 13th, 2018. So, summer of my high school. Summer of my high school. And it basically, like, it started off as, like, very, very scripted. I don't give a fuck how much they wanted to say it was unscripted. Like, some of it was unscripted when they first started off, but a lot of it was scripted. Like, B. Simone, You're My Boyfriend, Tokyo Tony's Finding Love ASAP, TT, Do You Love Me, uh, and, um, that's all I would say was, like, the scripted part of, like, them starting out. Like, those are their starting out shows. Like, they had a lot of love shows and a lot of, like, docu-series. So, their, like, their docu-series side was, like, The Real Black China, Doses of Drea. Like, they would, like, come on here. And they had this show, which was, like, a precursor to baddies called Sexy and Social and stuff like that. 
So, yes. Over time, they, Zeus Network, and I'm going to give flowers and I'm going to give, like, I'm going to give props where it's due. Over time, Zeus Network carried the, the ratchet reality TV. And I'm saying ratchet reality because it's just, that's just what I want to call it. Y'all, it's reality TV. It's just an African-American owned and casted network. Like, they cast predominantly African-Americans and it's owned by African-Americans. So, whatever. It's ratchet reality. Get the fuck over it. Like, come on. So, yeah, they carried it. And then they came out with the conversation. And then they came out with baddies and one more chance with chance from um, Real Chance 11. I love New York. So, yeah. And then comes now that's TV. Put a pin in that. Because I want to make it, make it a point to say that Zeus knew how to control their chaos. Which was good for them for a long time when nobody else was on the scene doing what they were doing because it was giving us that chaos that we didn't see on tv but it was controlled enough to not fuck their network up i'll just say that so with that being said moving right the fuck along because where that train slowed down another train picked up and sped right on ahead of them let's fast forward three four years later to the year of 2021 like end of 2021 beginning of 2022 jocelyn's cabaret is off air and we're getting the scandals from jocelyn's cabaret season two reunion with like big lex sapphire lucky that side um you know the whole you know ballistic talking down to women all that other stuff cool riding off the backs of that we get we get a wonderful preview of this show big lex baddies collection on now that's tv now if it wasn't Big Lex as the host, I cannot say, and I will not confidently say, confidently say that now that CV would have became what I'm about to explain it as. But now that CV, now that CV comes around on the scene, it's end of 2021, beginning of 2022. Their debut show is Big Lex Batty Collection. Out the gate swinging. A great, 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 great show. A great show. But where Zeus always had, and now that CV had to learn it, is editing. Editing, editing, and quality. And I'm going to say that, leave a pin in that. No, actually don't leave a pin in that, because I'm ready to go off. So, editing. Zeus has always had great mic quality, great camera quality. Now that CV has been a great progression. They have progressed immensely in the last year. And I don't think that Zeus could have ever... Like, where Zeus has room to improve at, they haven't really improved in the last couple years. So, now that CV gets great, great points for improving. Because, oh, now where we are a year later, it's kind of like we have good editing, better mic quality. The only thing that they need to work on is storyline. Storyline and formulating their episodes to make sense and not just filming to film. Because it just seems like they film and then stop filming. No one is really, like, in the editing room chopping up the episodes, making storylines so that we can follow the people that they cast. Because what happens is they'll cast a cast of, like, 11. And only four will pop their shit. Other people will pop their shit. But four will pop their shit enough for a storyline or something. And they'll edit those in. And they'll edit everybody around those centerfold pieces. So, now that's TV. We have Big Lex Baddies Collection. We have Coming Up LA. We have Deja Vu Miami. We have um, South Central Baddies. We have Baddies of Las Vegas. We have um, it's a lot of a lot of like niche little shows on there. Everybody's giving out 10K. Everybody's, everybody's, everybody. It's just in my 
the winner of all those shows get 10k and there isn't really a premise to a lot of those shows like really honestly like coming up la was a social like a social media content house um big likes baddies collection and baddies of las vegas and south central baddies are like just be the baddest period for 10k um we you have barbie once both which is a love show we have the academy out which is like charm school like they really really are doing good with listening to their fans which zeus doesn't do zeus will not listen to the fans at all they do what they want to do they are and do what they want to do as network similar to how cable tv networks are they'll just do what the fuck they want to do they don't listen to the fans fan base so in the battle of now that's tv versus zeus versus others versus cable now that's tv wins because a year from now now that's tv will be able to do what zeus does and more that's just that they have better shows better characters better people period and um natalie is killing the baddies red <clears throat> transitioning out of tv and into music I want to talk about Nicki Minaj for a second. I really do want to talk about Nicki Minaj without dragging her because the Barbers love to drag on anybody that has an opinion about Nicki that might be a differing one than what she wants the public to think or what the Barbers want the public to think about her. I am over Nicki's um, new girl collab formula. It's kind of like tiring because she just came out with a collab with Sexy Red to Pound Town. Pound town. I'm out of town. Thank you my round. My coochie pink, my booty hole brown. Nikki got on that song. So it's kind of like, uh, whatever. And then, one second. Let me get you a nice list of her collabs that she did within the last five months. One second. Scratch that. I want to do the past year of collabs. Let's do all her collabs. So we have Pound Town with Sexy Red, along with Kim Petras, Princess Diana with uh, Ice Spice. We have uh, Love in the Way with Young Blue. We have Super Freaky Girl, The Queen Mix. Blick Blick. We Go Up. I mean, I can't count We Go Up because Fabio has, you know, Fabio kind of hot. We have a whole lot of money. Yeah. No, a whole lot of money was 2021. But that was like, yeah, a whole lot of money was 2021. But y'all get the fucking point. It's the whole, I'm going to collab with a lower ranking artist in I don't know it's this is an assumption before I continue it's my it's my assumptions my hypotheses I think that she's collabing with these younger girls or these less hotter girls to have one or two things happen say that she made someone's career or if motherfuckers want to pull a lotto or a koi and show their hand she's going to say that motherfuckers use her. So I'll just say that. I don't really want to go too deeply into Nicki Minaj. She is just an episode within herself. But that leads me into... That transitions me perfectly into my next topic, which is hot girl collabs. Hot girl collabs. Because more recently, yes, Nicki has collabed, but there has just been more and more hot girl collabs that have came out. And I will have a list. I have a list. One second. Okay, so along with the Nikki collabs, we have Bedtime, which is Flo Millie featuring Mona Leo and Gloss Up, Conceited, also by Flo Millie featuring Lola Brooke and Maya the Don. We have We Not Humpin', Mona Leo featuring Flo Millie, Tomorrow 2, which is a Cardi and Gorilla collab, Payday. 
which is formerly featuring Rico Karma, which is Taylor Swift featuring Ice Spice and Don't Play With It featuring Lotto, well, which is Lola Brooke featuring Lotto and Young Miami. And I say all of this to fucking say that I feel like we are in the era of all of these girls trying to top, trying to get the hottest hot girl collab. Like, trying to like, I feel like we are definitely in that era of like, I feel like Nicki Minaj set it off with Super Freaky Girl. Like, when she dropped the Queen mix, I feel like bitches really, like, I'll give her that. Like, I feel like after that, I, we saw like a slight influx in just collabs between our hip hop rap girls, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at. I mean, Taylor Swift is not a hip hop rap girl, but. She has um, weapon, not weaponized, but, you know, use Ice Spice as her rap poster child. So whatever. We're just going to let her slide with that one. But yes, hot girl collabs are definitely, definitely, definitely a thing. But that also kind of transitions me smoothly. I'm, all these smooth transitions, they this transitions me smooth, smoothly into my next topic staying in music and it's just going to be singles versus albums like single culture single culture versus project culture like which one is like more preferred in like today's day and age yes me personally i prefer project i always will prefer ep mixtape album anything but a lot of people now are kind of just like going up for like quick 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 like like single culture like get in the studio drop the hot singles keep dropping hot singles and that kind of goes hand in hand with the hot girl collabs because they're in this era of just like everybody's dropping a single like drop an album please i'm begging these bitches to drop albums And I've come to I've come to a point in this episode and recording and realizing that it's going to be a long one. Untucked is going to be a long one. So we're going to put this into two parts, but we're not done with today's episode. I have one more topic, a quick one to talk about. And that is Renaissance versus Eras. What? <laughs> Which tour is eating it up right now? The Eras tour or the Renaissance tour? Like, honestly, I feel like they're both eating it, eating it up. For, like, their specific reasons. They both have their specific fan bases. But it's just, like, I don't know. Like, I can't choose. But I'll tell you what I like about both. I'll, this is just conversation starters. But I'll tell you what I like about both. Renaissance, I feel like she's giving us a different vibe. Beyonce's just giving us a different vibe that she's ever given us. Like, not, like, she, like anytime she's ever went on tour or, like, at Coachella. Like, I don't feel like we've gotten this, like, cunty chill vibe like she's having fun i feel like she's having fun and with having fun comes slip-ups which was also fun she's just having fun it's just a different vibe renaissance was just a different vibe in itself like as an album so the of course the tour was going to be a different vibe no one's mad at that i'm not mad at that but what i will say is um i feel like as she dips into the u.s leg of her tour as she continues into the u.s leg of her tour it'll get it'll get better her Europe tour is kind of it's, it's it's not flopping, but she's not giving, and the audiences aren't giving either. Like as we progressively get into more and more tour dates, the audience more gives more and more. But at like the, I see some clips and it was dry. And Renaissance was a great fucking album. And I also will say that an, another hot girl collab with a, not a girl, but that just dropped was America has a problem with Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce, which is Chef's fucking kiss. But what I like about the Eras tour, Taylor Swift. They are a community. They are a community. Now, 
at the Renaissance tour, I kind of get fin for yourself. Like, if you're not in Club Renaissance, you can't sit with us. If you're in Nosebleeds, you definitely can't sit with us. Like, different sections, different clubs, like, different, different, different groups. Now, at the Eras tour, I just get friendship. Friendship, like, I keep seeing this, like, trend of, like, friendship bracelets, girl, going around. I think it's a cute, 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 cute thing to do at a, a concert. Like, I really, really feel like it's cute. And that in itself makes the Eras tour a lot, lot more pleasurable i guess you could say but like like i said i like the two tours for different reasons i like the eras tour it's just like more of a sense of the community i guess you can say and that's just the biggest one and i'm just gonna leave it at that and with that concludes part one of standard definition untucked i it will be it will be it will wow brain fart it would behoove you to tune into part two because if you're not watching untucked or listening you're only getting half the story but also it's just so much more to talk about and i don't want to give an hour episode split it up into two content why not so with that being said i will see you bitches in the next episode